Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I feel like I should change up the intro of these. Sup. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the weekly Q&A. For our first question... That seemed a little unenthused. Welcome back to the weekly Q&A. What's up, everyone? Be more happy. What's up, guys? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. For our first question, Andy Duggan asks if there's too much Star Wars. <laughs> Is there too much? There's too much. There's got to be a better way. <laughs> See, now I can have, I can tell you what to do, and you should just have Star Wars posters raining down here. Oh, and, for the editing? Mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah, I can do that. I know you can. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I think this is something that has to be answered for every individual person. Like, for me, uh, I'll welcome as much as I can get, but you know some people don't feel that way and probably feel like there there's too much to keep up with yeah i mean it, this is what we do for a living right. so while we are going to be quite busy especially when three different projects are overlapping with each other um it, like the the more the merrier <laughs> if if you ask me but i think you're right. Like, it just depends on your preferences. And if there is too much Star Wars, if you're feeling overwhelmed by it all, just take it one project at a time. I, I do think it's fair, though. Like, we we do this as our job. And so we are able to keep up with all the books and the comics and everything. If, if that weren't the case, I mean, when we had full-time jobs and we were trying to keep up with everything... Uh, there weren't TV shows to keep up with. There, there weren't multiple TV shows to keep up with, I should say. Star mm -hmm. Wars Rebels was out, but that was a few months out of the year. And then it was like books and comics and then like one movie a year. And that was <laughs> that was busy season. Yeah. And now it's just a, kind of a constant thing. So, yeah, I can absolutely see people who are like, it, it's nearly impossible to keep up with absolutely everything that's coming out. Um, but... I, I think that for the more uh, the less invested audience, I guess I, I should say people who are like my parents who don't watch everything Star Wars. But if I tell them like, hey, I really think you'll like Andor, then they start to get into Andor. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that for most people, you know, they just pick and choose what sounds interesting to them. They don't read every book. I mean, most Star Wars fans, I don't think, read the books at all or the mm -hmm. comics. And I think most book fans don't read all of the books. It's it's very much a, like, oh, that sounds like a cool Star Wars story. I'll check that one out. Or I won't. Yeah. I feel like the books, especially especially with the High Republic, too, like, there's a lot of people out there that are kind of interested in it, but feel overwhelmed by the just sheer number of books that have come out as that as part of that series so far. 
And they're like, well, I don't know where to even start. Do I need to read all of them? Which ones should I read first? And, you know, the, the best way to handle that is just to dive into whichever one sounds the most interesting or, you know, go see which one was released first and start there. And then you don't have to read everything. You don't have to see everything for it all to make sense. I think that's a good and worthwhile point, though, is we all the time we get people asking, like, how do I get into the books or the comics? Where do I start? And yeah, it very quickly becomes overwhelming. The High Republic is only two years old now, and it's gotten to a point where it's like kind of overwhelming that a lot has happened already. Where do I start? Do I start at the beginning of phase two or the beginning of phase one? And then there are the waves. So yeah, Star Wars is an overwhelming IP. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, I think the maybe the bigger question is, are we entering a point where people are going to reach burnout? I mean, we've been talking about like the MCU for us, where I, I think we have gotten a little less and less interested. Like, I'm still looking forward to seeing Quantumania, but not to the level that I was in the first three uh, phases of right. the MCU. Yeah, and maybe this is just a, a problem when you start seeing more and more TV shows coming out for these big IPs. Because when you mentioned Marvel, I was like, oh yeah, like there, there's been so many Marvel shows out since they started doing them. And it's just been, you know, bombarding us with all these new characters that aren't it, part of the Avengers and it's a lot of different stuff coming at us and Star Wars can probably feel like that too sometimes for people. It's also that like the MCU and Star Wars used to be get one movie a year or for the MCU it was two or three and so you would just have like that one weekend where you'd be like oh that new MCU movie was great and now it's like there's almost something new MCU or Star Wars that feels like you need to keep up with it mm. like I, I can totally see uh, i guess to, to keep the comparison for me and the mcu i don't read the comics uh i i don't even know if there are novelizations or anything like that i just watch the movies and then the live action shows i'm like yeah i think i should probably keep up with that too and it, it does feel like a lot to just keep up with mm -hmm. so do you think there's a danger of that happening to star wars as well i think that's always gonna be a danger but you just gotta take a step back if you're feeling overwhelmed and burnt out on something like this especially if it's like your number one like fandom right. if you are a star wars fan over everything else and you're feeling burnt out on star wars just take a step back and you know don't feel the need to keep on top of everything on time, you know, like take a break, go watch anything else like a, a a horror thriller or like a drama movie or something to like take you out of it a little bit and then it'll still be there when yeah. you're ready. It is weird though just the way that social media has changed the way we take in stories because you do feel pressure to go see something immediately because you don't want to get spoiled on Twitter and, yeah. you know, you don't want to stay off of Twitter until you're ready to watch the thing. Right. Uh, so, yeah, the, there's, like, all these different things adding to the pressure of, like, I have to watch this now. Um, I will say that something I think 
Star Wars has that maybe the MCU doesn't, where the MCU is constantly moving forward with like one giant storyline. Star Wars, you're able to kind of bounce around Mm -hmm. and be like, all right, I don't have to watch Andor to understand what's happening in The Mandalorian. If if I needed to take a break and just skip Andor, which you shouldn't because it's awesome, but (laughs) if I needed to just not do Star Wars for those 12 weeks, (laughs) so I'm more hyped for Mandalorian, it's like that is, I think, more of an option. Yeah. Jill, finish Andor. (laughs) And Matt. We're just going to call out all our friends by their first names and be like, Jill, Matt, watch Andor. And anyone else named Jill, watch Andor. All Matts, get on it. Tom T. wants to know why the Empire simply didn't clone more obedient soldiers instead of turning to the Stormtrooper program. It it does feel like that could have been an option, maybe, Uh, because they they did put in the inhibitor chips to try to uh, make the clones more obedient. I mean, that's basically what the Kaminoans said in Attack of the Clones. So I guess I would say that, you know, they tried and it didn't work. They did try to make the clones obedient with the inhibitor chips on, and it's not working. We can see that it's failing. I mean, not to mention Kamino is gone. The the place where it was well known for cloning is no longer there. Also that. (laughs) I I think maybe the question is, why destroy Kamino? Why not just try again? Well, recruiting is cheaper easier and like better i guess in their eyes in the long run just convincing people that this is what they want to do yeah and recruiting them to then then there's no technology involved they just want to be stormtroopers Mm -hmm. which is scary but like that that's their that's their goal right and i think that is the actual reason i think that when we look at the clones uh they they did try all of these things to technologically dominate the clones basically into doing their bidding and they saw stuff that they saw people like hauser and the bad batch who were able to get away from that programming more and more clones are doing that and so i think they were like all right scrap scrap all this blow it up also camino is a loose end like camino mm-hmm. was in on the conspiracy to destroy the jedi mm-hmm. and i think the Empire wanted them gone. There's also the fact that Jango Fett's DNA was stretched too thin. So, Which, is that how DNA works? Who knows? I, I assume you only have so much. Like, they probably took samples of blood or something, and they're like, we've run out. We're, we're scraping the bottle of the, the, the bo- bottom the bottom of the blood barrel. Ew. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why they needed Omega so badly. Um, so I think there were plenty of reasons for them to be like we got to get rid of Camino. but yeah i think the big one is that it is better for us to have our own soldiers who have decided like this is the way to go and they don't have to rely on inhibitor chips or anything like that and like you said cheaper exactly yeah the with the clones you know they they had to make them via the chip do their bidding and convince them after the fact that what they're doing is the right thing when you're recruiting new people, they already want to do the right thing. They they already think they're doing the right thing before they even get into it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they want. So 
yeah, the Empire is going to want people who want to serve them. Yeah, if you look at like the creation of the clones, the whole thing was built around this idea that, okay, Palpatine knows he needs an army, but the Republic doesn't have a reason to have an army. Mm. So he's like, all right, I'll manufacture the Clone Wars. But then by the time that's happening, like I still, the Republic needs an army. So I'll also secretly take over sifo thing and we'll have armies ready to go. So I think that maybe if he could have from the start just recruited a very loyal army, maybe he would have gone that route, but that was not an option available to him. Mm -hmm. So the clones were like, this is the fastest answer to my problem here, and I can do the inhibitor chips. Uh, And then after that, once the idea that there are enemies out there, the Republic is now used to the idea that uh, there are separatists or insurgents or all these people who want to come after us. And now we need an army and we have to keep one up. Mm. So that's, I think, <laughs> the end game for the stormtroopers. Or, or I guess the, the starting point. Yeah, all part of Palpatine's plan. Yeah. Madman's Knowledge asks if we think Jude Law could be playing Lor Santeca in Skeleton Crew. Hmm. I like that reaction. That was the reaction I gave when I read that. I, was, hmm. I like that. I like that idea because we we've we've seen the Santeca name pop up several times and in, in various stories. So I, I dig that idea. I don't see why that couldn't be him. I'm trying to do the math. I mean, how old do you think Laura Santeca was? Not that Star Wars has particularly cared about. <laughs> yeah, Bogatan's what, 50, 60? <laughs> yeah, she's looking great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, age. Meanwhile, Boba Fett matter. is like 40 or 30 or. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't know how old Jude Law is. In my head, I always see him as his uh, character from The Holiday, mm-hmm. which was a long time ago. He's perpetually 28. So he's just <laughs> always young to me. I don't know how old he actually yeah, is. Yeah, I'm sure he's in his 40s. Eh, yeah. I mean, I guess time wi- timeline wise, that would work out if Lor Santeca were in his 70s or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like that idea too. I, I like Lor Santeca and the idea of this guy who's not force sensitive, but n- interested in the force, wants to go explore, find artifacts. You know, it's very Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that. What we've seen of him uh, with Luke and Ben and the Rise of Kylo Ren comics, I really liked that. Same with Shadow of the Sith. Whenever he pops up, I, I do like his character. Yeah. I don't... I'm, I'm not going to hitch my wagon to that mm-hmm. right away and be like, that's definitely true, but it's a cool idea. And it just we know so little about this series that this is what we do as Star Wars fans. We just start trying to like... We get the red string out yeah, and start gotta, trying to make connections. There's got to be a way to connect the dots. <laughs> Spider-Man of Earth 1218 wants to know what characters we'd like to see in Return of the Jedi's from a certain point of view, which still hasn't been uh, confirmed, but I like 99.9% expect it to happen. I don't see why it wouldn't. Yeah, we we talked about uh, this, I think, last week in the Q&A or maybe the week before. But yeah, whenever we enter a year that I say whenever, when, when we were approaching the from a certain point of view for The Empire Strikes Back, People were like, all right, what 40 stories do you want to see? Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like we're going to get this question a lot before the book inevitably comes out. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to 
I think you have a new favorite that you might want to be included in this list. I was going to see if you knew. Oh, uh, Crix Medine. Yeah. Yeah. He's my new love. I don't know why. <laughs> you, why did this happen? Yeah, I don't know. You you started making jokes, but that's how it always starts. You started making jokes about Crix Medine, and now he's becoming your glup shitto. That fake beard. There's something about it. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're, you're like Diego Luna, and he wants to touch, wanna t- touch Jabba. I just want to touch is. that fake beard. That's what it is. It looks like carpet on his face, and I want to touch it and see what it feels like. <laughs> see so. if it makes me feel anything. <laughs> I just want to feel. Uh, I, I think, <laughs> I, But I think Crix Medine is a genuinely good choice. Yeah. Also, put him in Andor. Just come on. Sure. Do it. Have him be one of the... Uh, I mean, they've already established that he was a defector like he was in Legends, so mm-hmm. I think that'd be a fun one. Uh, but really, anyone in that briefing room, you could throw out... Uh, Mon Mothma is a good one, especially now that you can make some connections Ooh. back to Andor. Yeah. Admiral let's, Akbar. Let's see what, what Perrin's up to through <laughs> yeah, her story. Yeah. Hopefully, he's dead in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe they wouldn't do that then because that could inform mm. season two. Um, unless she vaguely talked about Lita and Perrin and stuff, but uh, Prune Face, I'd be happy to. Uh, that what's his I'd, real name? Oramako, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know that's uh, Matt Martin's Glupshido, mm. so I, I bet he's pushing for Prune Face to come in. Yeah, Akbar would be a, a cool story. Uh, I'm sure Jabba's palace will be full. Oh, of it. That yeah. that's going to be the and from a certain point of view for A New Hope we spent so many chapters on the cantina. Uh-huh. We saw Greedo get shot from like 12 different perspectives. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Jabba's palace is going to be where we spend most of the time. I want Effent Mon's story. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, he's head of security. So what's... He's what's terrible he at his yeah. job. <laughs> I don't know how he got that job. Uh, Boba Fett, probably. Boba Fett's been in the first two. So I think you you have to bring him back. Mm-hmm. Um, all the Ewoks. I mean, I want. Uh, okay, just... you got to pick one. Come on. Uh. uh okay. Well, okay. I'll now pick... you can pick multiple because I I'm immediately thinking of multiple. I need to I need to hear one from Poplu for sure. Poplu was going to be the first one I mentioned. And Nanta. Nan- I was going to mention Nanta too. All right. The one that dies. I know. <laughs> so sad. Uh. Give her like an amazing story. The, those are the two that I was going to mention. And Wicked, I guess. Uh, Wicked, I think, is a given. Uh, I think they'll probably do an, a third story of the Wills, the, the the people who are riding the crawl, because those are wildly entertaining every time. Uh-huh. Of one is like riding the crawl, and the other one is like, what are you doing? It's like, what, so what, meta. It's like so out there. Why did you put four dots at the end instead of three? And... <laughs> Uh, I love when they're writing the crawl for the second one. The, the the character is so excited to talk about like Jackson and uh, Score and all these people from the comics <laughs> that were coming out. And they're like, no, uh, none of them are important to this story. <laughs> um, do you think there's anyone that's like Willrow Hood that people might be competitive over? Like someone that's so insignificant, but fans have latched onto them. And they need to be included here. Uh, Max Rebo. Sure. Maybe. I was going to say Nick Sant. I think. Oh, I think he's probably the closest to a Willrow Hood. He's supposed to be 
Rex. That's up or in the like air. that was that was kind of the retcon idea was that, oh yeah that's Rex. Look at his it, white hair. It it feels like Filoni kind of floated that idea out, and then some people liked it and some people didn't, and now I think that they're kind of keeping them separate. Um, so I think Nick Sant would be a fun one, yeah. and, and they could even be meta with that and play with that idea. People could mistake him for a clone. It's kind of like the the fake wedge story in a new hope which i loved mm-hmm. uh get <laughs> where the i can't remember the actor that played wedge before dennis lawson but basically have him be someone that is constantly mistaken for wedge and make him a brand new character i loved that so they could do something like that with nick sant yeah there's there's one story that i hope we do see that i've brought up before and that's ahsoka yeah i want once, you know, once Anakin becomes Anakin again and, like, Vader dies, I want an Ahsoka story where she gets to confront Force Ghost Anakin that and was, yeah. have a little chat. <laughs> that was the last thing that I wanted to bring up is that the most surprising and some of the most fun stories in those are the characters that were created after the movie mm-hmm. that now would fit. Like, I mean... Rex, we know Rex was at Endor. Harrison Dula was at Endor. Uh, finding oh, yeah. there's yeah. tons of people like the Resistance characters were. Around. I think Yeager was there. Yeah, um, Iden Versio, like finding different creative ways to bring in more recent characters into the story. So yeah, Ahsoka is a great example. Anyone from the prequels, if you could find a way to do that, mm-hmm. that that's a that's a fun idea. Yeah. On to YouTube questions. Matthew Kelly asks if the Star Wars universe has any rideshare apps. Hmm. Well, we know they have taxis. We've seen uh, droid operated taxis and Brian Posehn operated taxis in The Mandalorian. Yeah. So if there are taxis, I would assume there there might be some way to do. I don't know. Like that feels like something that Star Wars might never brooch i mean even the idea of apps seems weird in star wars yeah i mean because like they don't have what we all know as a smartphone but they've got like little communicators and stuff like they they have some tablet looking things but they all look pretty basic i think i think absolutely there are rideshare apps <laughs> because you have we've seen like you said the the taxi driver from uh, mando we've seen private drivers yeah so like uh mon mothma has her driver he's actually just an uber like (laughs) yeah she just has a favorite and she calls him back over and over (laughs) uh yeah i don't see why not i don't know what it would be called (laughs) i was gonna ask who you think would be who do you think that we know in the star wars universe would make for a good uber driver oh man uh, oh, Dex definitely does this. That was my first thought too. As, it's as like a side job to make extra cash. Any any random job that you go like, who would have this job in Star Wars? It's always Dexter Jester <laughs> because he seems to have done it all. Yeah, he's been around for hundreds of years. He was part of Maz Kanata's pirate crew. He's been prospecting on Subterrell, uh, which we also now know he was a hyperspace prospector. Mm-hmm. On top of that. He's owned a diner. Like, he's done everything. He has stories for every situation. So, yeah, I feel like he would just be driving you around, talking your ear off, but you'd enjoy it. Yeah. 
I, you're right. He's got so many stories to tell. And like, I don't know, some people like a chatty driver. Some people like to just sit in silence. Depends on the person. And I think he would respect both of those. I, I think he would talk my ear off, but I would come around on it. Yeah. Like, I You'd usually... be like, oh, no, this is a chatty one. Uh-huh. But by the end, I'd be like, then what happens, Dex? Yeah. <laughs> no, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, just drive around the block. <laughs> uh, for another driver, I not to bring up a character we've already mentioned, but I think Poplu would get you where you need to go as fast as possible. He has a need for speed. <laughs> yeah, he... That, that's a great one after indoor he's been chasing that dragon like <laughs> i just want to go fast <laughs> yeah he's like i i'm not quite ready for pod racing but i can drive people around <laughs> oh yeah any pod racer i would accept them except for ben quadraneros mm. i don't want to blow up on my way to space arby's <laughs> <laughs> luke skywalker wants to know why cal kestis seems to be largely unheard of by the rest of the galaxy and and they did make the caveat that, you know, Calcastus was created chronologically later in our timeline, so obviously they wouldn't be talking about him in Star Wars Rebels or A New Hope or whatever. But we have kind of made that joke where in Kenobi, they're like, we're going to break into Fortress Inquisitorius. No one's ever done that before. Mm. And we're all like, uh, we did that. I did that <laughs> as Calcastus. Yeah. I mean, well, Cal's, for the most part, trying to stay on the down low and like we think but the then the the trailer for the new game has seer saying like i heard you're making yourself the empire's most wanted or something like that yeah so i'm like how subtle is he being <laughs> i don't know is that we don't know at this point that uh but but even if he were subtle after everything that happened in fallen order it still seems like someone the empire would want to hunt down and like maybe even the isb would be talking about him instead of like this cassian andor character mm -hmm. yeah maybe o obi-wan's just clueless he's like what there's another jedi no right i don't care <laughs> well it's, i i kind of like the idea that we made that joke of maybe cal does things and they keep getting credited to other people Oh. Where, like, Cal's the first person to break into Fortress Inquisitorius, but no one heard about it. And then Obi-Wan Kenobi does it, and there are whispers across the galaxy. <laughs> Cal hears, like, oh, did you hear a Jedi went in and messed up the Fortress Inquisitorius? And he's like, are they talking about me? And they're like, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he's like, oh, man. Maybe it's, okay, maybe it's everyone involved in the path are just a bunch of loud mouths and they mm. can't keep any secrets. And, like, <laughs> no one from the path has met Cal at this point, maybe. So, like, there's just a divide there. And it's, I think, Seer and uh, Eno Cordova, I think their names were written on the path, but not Cal's. Not Cal. <laughs> What's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> maybe everyone, maybe he does something in the next game that makes everyone just, like... No, we don't like that Cal guy. Yeah. And we're going to just pretend he never did any of the great things that he's done. He's a fake Jedi. Aw. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. I can't <laughs> wait for the game. <laughs> Oijoim asks if we'll see Mandalore in the Bad Batch. I think there's potential there. Right now, I'm going to guess no. Uh, at least not this season. We're, we're focused so heavily on the clones and what happened to them after the events of revenge of the sith but we've also been exploring just the transition from republic to empire mm -hmm. and we do know that 
uh, Gar Saxon takes control of Mandalore. So there is a chance for that to happen. And to go into, I always talk about how, oh, well, they made a character model for X, Y, and Z. They have Gar Saxon and Rook cast from the Siege of Mandalore. So, and they they made Mandalore. <laughs> yeah. So we we could. I am going to say no, just because I think, well, I mean, the two shows do overlap a little bit, but I think they wanted to save that and show it first in live action mm. in Mando season three. Mm. But then after that, if we get Bad Batch season three, that would be probably the time to show it. I think that's a great point. Kind of the way we meet Finnick Shand in The Mandalorian, and then, hey, guess what? She's in this show, The Bad Batch. Maybe you want to check it out. Yeah. Oh, man. We, there, we see... could, there could be so much Mandalore stuff in a season three of The Bad Batch, depending on what happens in The Mandalorian yeah. season three. No, nah, I think that's a good point to introduce the live-action-only crowd to this is Mandalore, this was their planet, and here it is in ruins, but... If you want to see it when it was still standing, mm. check out the Bad Batch yeah, and the Clone Wars and a little bit of Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Mikowski wants to know if General Grievous or Cad Bane could ever get a comic series. That is a comic series that I've randomly been talking about a lot since, I don't know, like a couple years ago, someone asked who I would want to see like their own spinoff comic for, and I said Grievous, but... When he was a Kalish right. warrior. Well, that's they've done that in Legends. And that's it, it kind of baffles me that they haven't done more with him in canon. And maybe they're just kind of letting the Legend stuff be like, that. that's his history, for better or worse. I just thought of something cool. What if they do uh, an episode of Visions huh. of Grievous as a Kalish warrior? That'd be cool. That'd be yeah, so dope. That'd be really cool. That feels like something great. For, for visions to do, mm -hmm. like yeah. a kind of out-of-the-box story well, for He's him. already such an extreme character. Yeah. And, I mean, we saw uh, the the Ronin, the, the dual one in Star Wars Visions with, like, the umbrella lightsaber. It's mm. like, yeah, that's just a, a more exaggerated version of Grievous in a way. Yeah. So why not? Um, yeah, I like that. Really anything. I would, I would accept... A comic I do think works well because I feel like they can get away with a little more violence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like the the comics have hit on some very uh, mature and very violent moments at times where I'm like, yeah, I don't think they could have gotten away with this animated. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. The Bad Batch has done some pretty dark stuff too. So That's true. I, I, but yeah, I, I think a comic for Grievous would be great. Cad I know, Bane. I don't know about Cad Bane. I was going to say, because we, we've seen a lot of him throughout the Clone Wars. And I feel like we're not done with him. Yeah. Cad Bane Gate. Is he dead? Is he not dead? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> that, he's someone that I am not as interested in hearing their backstory, but knowing a little bit of Grievous's canon history, which kind of matches up with his legend stuff, um, I, I would love to see them explore him further. Mm -hmm. I, I think he deserves more than Revenge of the Sith and the Clone Wars. 
That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200.